You're listening to Life in the Trenches, relatable, faith-filled conversations about everyday life to encourage and connect. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this life together. Welcome back. I'm your host, Melissa Sharp. So in an earlier episode titled Hot Mess Mama, I talked about the popular tradition of choosing a word of the year in order to bring some encouragement and maybe some enlightenment to our lives. And I shared that I'm not one for picking one word. I love all the words. So this isn't something I normally practice. But this year, I decided that I would seek more clarity in my life and in everything that I do, from being a wife and a mom to a friend and beyond. Clarity in who I am and who I'm meant to be. I came across a recent article in the popular publication, The New York Times. It was written by a psychologist and author named Adam Grant. Grant writes, and I quote, Languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield, and it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. As scientists and physicians work to treat and cure the physical symptoms of long-haul COVID, many people are struggling with the emotional long-haul of the pandemic. It hits some of us unprepared as the intense fear and grief as of the last year has faded. Grant goes on to say in the article, in psychology, we think about mental health on a spectrum from depression to flourishing. Flourishing is the peak of well-being. You have a strong sense of meaning, mastery, and mattering to others. Depression is the valley of ill-being. You feel despondent, drained, and worthless. Languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It's the void between depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being. You don't have symptoms of mental illness, but you're not the picture of mental health either. You're not functioning at full capacity. Languishing dulls your motivation disrupts your ability to focus, and it triples the odds that you'll cut back on work. It appears to be more common than major depression, and in some ways, it may be a bigger risk factor for mental illness. I'll conclude with this part of Grant's article. The term was coined by a sociologist named Corey Keyes, who was struck that many people who weren't depressed also weren't thriving. His research suggests that people most likely to experience major depression and anxiety disorders in the next decade aren't the ones with the symptoms today. They're the people who are languishing right now. And new evidence from the pandemic healthcare workers in Italy shows that those who are languishing in the spring of 2020 were three times more likely than their peers to be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Part of the danger is that when you're languishing, you might not notice the dulling of delight or the dwindling of drive. 
you don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude. You're indifferent to your indifference. When you can't see your own suffering, you don't seek help or do much to help yourself. An intriguing and fascinating read, I recommend you dig into Mr. Grant's findings. It would seem, in his words, that languishing isn't just the emotion of 2021, but the year of 2021 for so many. One thing I've learned during this last year is that perspective is vital in order for us to gain and maintain a healthy mindset. As moms, we tell our kids to stop complaining about their food because there are children in our own cities and towns who have nothing to eat. We remind our friends to be thankful for their jobs because they could be unemployed. And sometimes we even shame ourselves for our grumbling about the bills we have to pay, but it means we have access to water, electricity, and maybe even cable TV. On any average morning, I can turn on the news and read about the raging war between the Palestinians and Israel, famine in a third world nation, or political unrest in nearly every continent in the world. Yes, perspective is important, but perspective itself doesn't change our present circumstance. It, it doesn't change the fact that I'm still a wife and a mom living a suburban life, trying my best to raise decent kids in our North American culture. And the truth is that even if I declared tomorrow that I desire to travel the world, giving all my time and my resources to do humanitarian works in order to make the world a little bit of a better place, well, I couldn't. The borders are still closed and I wouldn't be given an international travel visa. So if we follow the idea of languishing and its definition, as a sense of stagnation and emptiness, it tells us just that. At the end of the day, we feel empty. Being a lover of all the words, I looked into the word empty, curious to its meaning, breaking it down in the original Greek. The word is translated as kinu or kinos, which itself means devoid of truth. In basic terms, when I feel empty inside, stagnant in my emotions and my feelings, my soul is devoid of truth. And it has to be filled with something because we live and we breathe. So if it's not truth, what is it? And how do I refill my soul with the truth that I so desperately need, even though I may not feel like I need it? God's word tells us that Christ is living water in both the Old and the New Testaments. The most well-known reference is in John's gospel. The phrase is attributed to Jesus speaking with the Samaritan woman who he meets at Jacob's well. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Those were Christ's words to this woman, this Samaritan woman, and how many of us can identify and un understand this woman for all of her faults and failures. God's word promises that he will fill us 
with his living water, which is his truth, fulfilling all his promises within us and our lives. My life itself is an evidence of this truth. I've lived the ups and downs, trials and tribulations of a life rooted in him, yet I'm human, very, very human, and I'm subjected to the realities of life. The world itself is covered in vast bodies of water, and for all the flowing and life-giving water that it boasts, there exists an opposite, stagnant water. One of the greatest bodies of stagnant water is known as the Dead Sea. It's a salt lake bordered by Jordan and Israel. The Jordan River is the only major water source flowing into the Dead Sea, although there's a small perennial springs under it and around it. They form pools and quicksand pits along the edges of the Dead Sea. And there's many unique facts about the Dead Sea. I mean, it's comprised of over 31% salt rock, and it functions at two differing temperatures within the top layer and the bottom layer of the sea itself. Full of different minerals, it's actually well known for many types of natural therapies. It's called the Dead Sea because of the salt content of the water. It's unable to sustain any life within it. But one of the most well-known and interesting facts about the Dead Sea itself is that anyone can easily float upon the surface of the water itself because of natural buoyancy. Buoyancy is an upward force exerted by a fluid that opposes the weight of an immersed object. It's caused by the differences in pressure acting on opposite sides. Isn't it interesting that science has determined that our bodies in human form are made up of 60% water? According to H.H. Mitchell, Journal of Biological Chemistry, the brain and the heart are composed of 73% water. The lungs are about 83% water. The skin contains 64% of water, muscles and kidneys are about 79%, and even the bones are a watery 31%. My human body being made up of mostly water, well, that's a lot of me that can either be living or stagnant. And let's be honest, we live in a world that's broken. We live in a world full of pain and promise. We live a human existence of ups and downs, trials and tribulations. We live this thing called life. And all over the world, we have the blessing of living waters, life-giving oceans and lakes and rivers, springs and waterfalls of beauty, water that moves and we have waters of stagnant means, waters that lay still and dormant. Though these waters can cause disease and sickness and pain, they still have place and purpose in this world. They still exist. So the truth is we're always going to encounter them. But because I am scientifically created of water, 
copious amounts of living water that flows and moves within the very marrow of my bones. I have the ability to be an upward force that opposes the weight of the world. When we're languishing, we're stagnant, empty, and perhaps devoid of truth. We can't snap out of it with a few encouraging words and a shake of our head. No, we need to seek to replenish our living water. We need to learn how to be buoyant so we can fight against the differing pressures of good versus evil that we struggle with in our humanity. The two opposite sides at war over our mind and our emotions. So that's what I'm going to do. When I'm faced with life and I feel like I'm languishing, I don't need to feel empty. I need to learn how to be buoyant. Thanks for listening today. I hope you too can learn how to be buoyant when the waters in life are rising. And I hope we can learn to float above them, knowing the truth that in Him, they can never take us under.